0: And we are live. So today I have the absolute pleasure of speaking to, I'm not going to say interviewing, but chatting to the gorgeous Shari who I met two years ago at Body Power.
1: Crazy. Just
0: flown by. Um, So much has happened in both of our lives in that time. Um, But we met at Body Power. We both had a session on the same stage. And so kind of we got to see what each other was about and what we were saying. And we probably connected mostly over our height similarity. Always. Always. and that was probably number one. And then I think number two was just kind of the, the same punchy attitude. And, you know, I followed her since and everything she's about and her emails and kind of, you know, everything that she talks about. And I just feel like we are definitely on the same, we're not the same, but we're on the same kind of like route to kind of sharing stuff with people. So yeah. it's, it's yeah. an absolute pleasure to have today.
1: Well, um, it's an absolute pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. You know, I love you. So I'm excited to do this because, um, Little feisty, energetic people should hang out with each other more. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I've got little Mino the dog. She's rocking around on the floor, chewing some stuff. So you never know; she might crack up as well. So you know, if anyone that doesn't know your background, because there will be people that you know have maybe never heard of you on my feed and vice versa. You know what? Where did you kind of get into what you do now? So what's kind of, I guess, your background in coaching? How did that become your thing? And kind of how is your coaching business for me out of mainly interest? you know, I'm five years into coaching full-time now. How, over the last maybe five, ten years, has your business evolved in coaching?
1: Great question. So, long story short, because we probably take the whole time talking about my backstory, um, rewind ten years, eleven years ago, I was like your standard Stepford wife. Uh, Grew up in a small town right outside New York City where I still live, ten minutes outside the city, but very, like, quiet and idyllic. And um, I'm a single mom of two boys and went through a wrong marriage and rough divorce. And for me, it was really about leaving what I knew was not me. I have this fiery energetic thing about me and I was not that person. I had morphed into what everyone and everything wanted for me. And I, it worked for everyone else, but I was living a life that was not for me. So in my naive mind, I thought I could just leave the sky like Truman in the Truman Show and everything would work out. But for so many of us, um, I mean, I'm glad I lived it because it keeps me very relevant when I teach this to people. It's not this magical little pretty uh, road, and I know you've experienced it in the past couple of years, and I've watched you do it so beautifully, vulnerably, and elegantly. Of we know what we don't know, and we know what we don't want, oh, we don't know what we don't know. We don't want to have what we currently have, but we have no idea what's out there. So, me in survival mode for a couple of years of going through the divorce and taking care of my kids, and what I call unpacking who I became for myself saying, well, I don't want this. It's almost like when you come home from holiday and you went away with a bunch of girls and like you open your suitcase and you're like, whose socks are these? Whose bra is this? And it's just like this sorting of life, which when it's stuff, we don't have an emotional attachment, but when it's labels and identities and career and partnerships and friendships, we're so afraid to let it go because we don't want it but we don't know who will be without it so i did my own sorting for a few years and i fell down the rabbit hole of personal development did a year long yoga teacher training and a year long coach coach training which is so typical to me i don't do anything halfway so i was like fuck it i'm just going to do uh, we're just going all in inner and outer cracked myself open entirely so when i so in terms of how my business evolved i've been doing this about 7 years um, I started off that regular standard life coach with the perfect shoes and the perfect copy and everything aligned. I know you can't even picture it. So it was, it was I'm glad it happened because I watched myself march in line again. And I teach all about living a maverick life. I'm a maverick and I still did it. It shows our comfort level and human beings' nature to just fit in even when we don't want to. And I looked at myself and I'm like, I would never hire me. What am I doing? And that was it. That was about five years ago. I'm like, I'm doing this my way or I'm not doing it. And I stripped it all down and I went full New Yorker. Like my clients will say, I'm half your loving Jewish nan and half go mafia on your ass. Like that's just what I have. That's actually what they say. So it's like, it's both woo and do, which I'm trademarking. It's both a lot of love and a lot of, Tough cookiness, which anyone who knows Lucy, it's very similar. And it's out of love and out of passion. So if I slow myself down, people don't get the best version of me. And that's what I was doing. So I flipped that. And my whole thing is becoming more of yourself for your life, for your business. So it's really morphed from my own journey. And I now do a lot of creative business strategy because I've learned so much. So it's really the performance mindset mixed with the strategy to create this holistic 3D view of. Who do you want to be and what do you want to bring into the world? And we create it both together. And I love it.
0: Babe, I love that. And then, do you know what? It's so, so like you say, so, so much of it is similar. Like we're completely different in every way. But I just love the fact that it was a couple of things you said, like about unpacking. And I definitely know that I went through a huge identity. I'm not going to say crisis because I don't think I ever felt like I was in crisis. Because I think through adopting personal development over the period at which I realized marriage was not gonna work and then into the divorce you know I kind of was evolving as I went so it never felt like this kind of like stepping over a line and it was like oh shit but it was very much I went through a period It was around this time last year where I just wasn't sure it was
1: exactly because I did my workshop in April last year and I knew something was up with you and I, was and like, I messaged you and I'm like I don't know what's up but something's up but that's I'm glad you brought that up because that's the thing I think people expect change and readiness to be this like aha moment with music in the background and you know it's right and you know it's wrong. You don't. And for so many of us, when we love other people and we don't want to hurt anybody and we know for ourselves in any area of our life, even if it's the wrong clients for ourselves, it doesn't only have to be in partnerships, but it's when you have a strong personality and you do the personal development stuff already, You almost take on more because you know everyone else doesn't get it. But that's not the role that it should be. You're allowed to evolve. You're allowed for people to not be okay with it. And it also doesn't have to be this right, wrong thing. It isn't that. It's an evolution instead of I have to stay because it's what I said on paper, or I committed to this, or I told people I sold this. And you're allowed to move. And
0: I think, you know what, the biggest thing that my kind of Revelation was and I guess it was in maybe more my like stubborn annoyed phase and kind of everybody's judgment.
1: you're still the same
0: I just like I faced so much judgment for everything that happened yeah. You know and one of the things I said for you was,
1: it was so concentrated It was such a short period of time
0: and it was like I said I'm allowed to change my mind and I think that for me That's been something I've had to be able to say to myself in life like from my career You know I people would always say to me, you know with my fitness background You're gonna become past a trainer. I was like hell no 12th of never. Love my corporate career, you know, literally chase it all the way to the top, got to 28, 28 and went, fuck, I changed my mind. And you know what? Like I had to own the fact that I was okay with that. So it wasn't a surprise to me, I guess, when i made a big U-turn in my life again, or you know, we wouldn't call it a U-turn, it's also going backwards, but a fork in the road and I went a different way. But I just think that sometimes that people are looking for that permission. And I think that I think it's why it's so great that people like yourself and you know, myself and a lot of you know some amazing authors out there can talk about you know, the things that they're willing, they've been through and that they've been through them and it wasn't pleasant. Because I think, again, so much of the time we bury the fact that we are, people bury the fact they were divorced or there was a wedding before or that, and I think it's because of shame. I think, me oh my God. And I think, Brene, I don't know what she's destroying, but she can crack on. Um, and you know what, it's one of the things that I've really obviously resonated with Brene Brown for is kind of being able to talk about how shame is so freeing. But I guess, you know, actually it's really interesting what you said about, um, that people needed, you wanted to be more of you and that people needed more of you and that you kind of were this classic life coach that wanted to kind of do things by the book. They cringe even there. thinking about it. I've never been here, which I'm just so unbelievable yes. because for a long time, last year, I was like, within this identity wobble, we'll call it, um, I was like, Is that who I need to be? Do I need to get another qualification? Do I need to have another certificate? Should I, you know, should I sign up to one of these click funnel thingamajiggies that everybody's got? Like, I don't, I've never paid for advertising, ever. I wouldn't even know where to start. And I think sometimes it's so easy to put yourself, you know, if you have had even a a relative element of success and think, do I deserve this? Like, have I done the things I'm supposed to do? And especially when you've been through, you know, something is... Uh, troublesome as divorce, where there's a lot of labels and a lot of judgment. Almost like you feel like you shouldn't. You should have to justify why you've been successful.
1: Yeah, and, and even though we know better, there's still a part of our human brains like, well, I don't want to screw up again because I got a free pass one time. I, you know, people see me as a heroine, which I think is ridiculous because we're all allowed to do whatever we want to do. Period. But it's like, ooh, I don't want to be messy again. Where if you look at the people who are the most successful of people you and I would follow. You and I don't like perfect, so we're not going to look to that anyway. But Brene Brown's a perfect example. She's a shame researcher and talks about her own stuff. So we put ourselves in this position that no one can know our stuff, yet we end up inspired by people who show all of their stuff. So there's this resonance that has to come with, am I allowed to be human, which actually helps us show up more in our life and business. Because if I don't have to clean it up and I don't have to get dressed up, I'm in yoga pants and a sweatshirt. If I had to get all dolled up, I'd never show up is there times that I want to yeah for myself not for everyone else because I'm putting on a show so there's like this counterintuitive thing of wait if I get to be all of me I'll want to show more of me if I only get to be an element I have no I'll show up maybe once a week for 20 minutes and then I'm hungover for a week
0: (laughs) that's (laughs) which perfectly aligns with why i had a drink every day for about 18 months i hear you and i the way i describe it is like taking the edge off and i wouldn't describe myself as an alcoholic there was you know i wasn't waking up at eight in the morning saying fuck me let's have a drink like but what i was doing was when it all came too much was trying to take the edge off and so many people are doing this every single day with a drink food you know playing sport things that are actually good for us but we're using them for the wrong reasons and i think you know, what's happening right now with this current situation, this current world event is that actually people are having to face the fact they've been taking the edge off their life for probably not just, you know, three months, six months, but five, 10 and 15 years. Oh yeah, I really think what's going to happen is a massive revolution in, well, I hope so in terms of, you know, shift and change for people. And what I guess my message right now is, is use this as a time to be a positive shift and a revolution rather than a negative spiral, because Social media right now, I think we'll both agree, is just toxic on toxic.
1: But It's, it's- pretty toxic beforehand, and now it's even worse. And, you know, so I, I agree, obviously, of course. Uh, but what's really interesting is how I, I said to... I was on another interview the other day, and I said, it's almost like this dog whistle call for those of us who are ready for change. And the people who are going to want to go to sleep afterwards are going to go to sleep right afterwards, but it will shift all of us in a way. And so it's really a slowdown. It's a don't speed up, don't get busier, don't start organizing closets. Don't start fighting with everyone who lives in your house. Like actually feel what you're feeling because you can move fast, faster through it that way. And I know that's the most petrifying thing to say to people. So I won't apologize for it because it's the greatest advice that I can give. It's just feel what you feel. And we all have light and shadow. I'm having good days and bad days. I posted on Facebook the other day. Two days next to each other, 500 steps, and 15,000 steps. And I can tell you, guess my mood from both days. It's the same person, and I teach this shit. It's not like I don't know. Allow yourself to be human, and allow yourself to feel what you need to feel, and then get up from it and say, wow, how long have I been feeling this way? Like you said, what can I feel instead? What do I want to feel? And even just a couple of small questions. There's so many resources online. There's so many books. None of us have the busyness that we can hide behind. So you're right. We might as well use this time because it's not going to pass any faster. No matter how many articles you read about every conspiracy theory, you're going to drive yourself nuts. My God. I
0: know. And this is the thing. And I think... Right now, it is you know. I posted yesterday. I have like a Facebook community, just like it's more like my blog, I guess you call it, and um, called Live a Life You Love with Lucy. Couldn't have picked a better alliteration or mouthful. Um, I don't even know what the like, how you break that down. I'm like live. Uh, I mean, anyway, my group, that one. So I posted yesterday that I just, at the moment, I have this feel this overwhelming responsibility to be the light, and by that I don't mean some kind of hyped up, you know on you know jacked up Gabby Bernstein impersonator like that's not what I mean by be the light what I mean is to be somebody that is moving forward regardless and I think that can be overwhelming in itself when you feel like you're in that position or you've got that level of responsibility and kind of I guess what I my message to people now is like what you know a week ago we were unknown a week ago we had no idea what we were doing a week ago we were completely lost we kind of know guys it's probably going to be like this for three months and so now that we're in this position, <laughs> the dog licking my face. you <laughs> um, uh, all tired, are we? Boring you, am I? Um, now that we're in this position, now that we're in the position that we know, that actually now is the time to actually just take ownership and to actually step up to our own responsibilities within our micro lives, you know, our micro bubbles, whether that's our family or, you know, our working team or, you know, within our communities. And I think, There's a lot of what I call fake niceness flying around.
1: Oh, I can't bear. I'm a New Yorker. I cannot, I could smell it a mile away. I am bored. I am scared. You know, whether in your business life or the personal development world, you can smell it a mile away, like the bullshit filters off. So it's like, ooh, that smells and I don't know why that I can't stand. So it's even more an easy opportunity. It's hard to get this wrong. Just be more yourself, be open, be honest. You don't have to sit and air your dirty laundry, but just be. And, you know, we were saying before we pressed record is everyone, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. The best thing is none of us can do anything. So your only option is to be. Sit on your ass, think about something, take out a journal, play music, get back in your body, move, drink more. I mean, it's so binary and so easy and it's the things people are the most scared to do. They want to make it complicated where, all the complication has been stripped away from us. Like if you believe in universe and all that stuff, I mean someone up there's laughing their ass off because this is just like, haha, let's see what the humans do with nothingness. And you're seeing people like spin out of control. I find it funny personally, but um It is that evolution of last week was definitely, I mean, we're a couple of weeks ahead of you here, but that first couple of weeks is real panic, of course, making sure you have food, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, like stability, make sure we have food. And then we get into, I mean, we're human beings, we regulate, we're all in a new normal. Yeah, all the memes are funny, we're joking around. We're all in a new flow anyway. So we have an opportunity that I don't think we get often. When else do we get to slow down to step off a track to do something different? Never.
0: You know, it's interesting, though, you know, again, we had a little chat before we pressed record record. is that, you know, my intention was to do just that, was to take some time for reflection, was there as a couple of like, you know, I would say call them growth-based courses, they're not about qualification or certification, just things that were interesting to me, that I kind of got open, I probably had open for far too long, you know, those things that you kind of just fall off the priority list.
1: I know them well, yes. I'm,
0: I'm going to get those done. I'm not being funny. I wrote that list three weeks ago, and I've done absolutely fucking nothing.
1: And don't even know where the list is, probably.
0: <laughs> it's not because I don't want to. It's because I've been so busy. And I think because actually, what's happened is, you know, I haven't done more. But what's happened is, I've simplified all the things that I was being busy doing. Have now stopped. Like I can't just go to the supermarket and then do a stop at the gym and then you know grab a coffee and then and there's nothing wrong with those things, right? But that's gone. You know, the times of spending two hours in the car to drive to my mum's, can't do that anymore. You know, the dog walks are regulated, obviously, within restrictions that we have. And so, as much as those things aren't negative, what I've been forced to do is stay home, funnily enough. You know, I'm staying home and I'm thinking, right, what is going to deliver me the thing that's going to have the most impact right now? Which is, wouldn't
1: it be nice if we all asked ourselves that question anyway?
0: my point I'm like I fucking teach this shit
1: <laughs> exactly like ooh, that one stung it actually works and I never do it for myself
0: <laughs> and so that's where I'm at right now is I focus on the thing that has the biggest it's gonna have the biggest impact on my life both short term and long term because usually it's the same freaking thing just compounded and then I was like hey let's do that and now the compound effect of that even in 10 days has absolutely exploded like one of my businesses and so I think sometimes this is what people are facing now is they almost don't want to have that reality check of what they need to focus on, whether it's to finally lose the freaking weight they're talking about, to finally stop drinking, you know, with no work socials to go to, no flights to get on. You know, there's no reason why now isn't a great time to educate yourself on nutrition. And it's not because you need to do more, like to your point, we need to be, but... Maybe this, the time But I heard
1: I, my new, the new excuse I heard in a fitness group was, "Well, now I can't get the food that I need. Uh, really, the fruits and vegetables are bountiful. Maybe the pasta and the bread you can't find, which actually works out better. Thank you, supermarket, for delivering and leaving exactly the kind of ingredients I would need. Like, really, you're really going to make that excuse now."
0: I know, but this is my point. Like, this it's is crazy. And just for me, I just really, really hope my hope and wish for people is that. It's not about being necessarily productive, although I do argue if you're going to have some working time a day, make it effective, not just fucking busy work. But to use this time to your advantage, because 12 weeks from now, whatever you're doing today is going to show up whether that's in your bank
1: balance, in your ass. 100%. And I was laughing, like, who's going to emerge like a fucking goddess from this, body-wise? And who's going to look like a potato at the end of this? I'm teetering. I haven't decided yet. I'm testing both to see. I'm like... I'm trying both on for size. I'll be honest, though. My alcohol consumption is actually down. which is Like, like, and I only have a few gins or a couple of secos,
0: but actually do you know what I've been kind of just so busy I haven't the idea of having a drink is like god when will I have time to do that yeah but yeah so I think it's just a fascinating time and that's kind of the way I see it like I've found as much social media can be negative I have found it absolutely fascinating to see the polarity of like mindset and the polarity of kind of uh, I don't know what the word is like people's take on and also, it. also it's, I
1: think I, the way I see it is different levels of fear and how people process it. Like either they get overly busy and over like missionary, like they're out there and it's like, chill out. You can almost smell, I mean, and my heart breaks for them because I know they're scared, so they go to their audience or they go to their clients and they're preaching to them, but you can tell it comes from such a frenetic energy that they don't believe it themselves. So it's like you really have to check yourself. Like, Am I saying this for me? Do I need to do the work? And again, this is all stuff we should all be doing all the time, but it's so heightened right now that it's very obvious. And the other people are just slow and steady, comfortable, getting Getting comfortable with the unknown, which is very challenging for most of us.
0: And you know what? I'm I was somebody that probably six months ago struggled massively. And I hate the word struggle, but genuinely it was a ongoing struggle for me with the unknown. So if there was something that felt like it was and not so much out of my control, but out of my under, comprehension or understanding, and it had an impact on my life, I would go like I was a, like a real missionary. I'd be like, I need to understand this. I need to know it now. I need to play out 17 scenarios of how this is going to happen. And mainly just because I I think after feeling out of control, when you go through any kind of massive life change and you're completely out of control and your world feels upside down, you have no idea who you are one day to the next, there's this like almost desperate need to be in control. But I feel very blessed that that happened to me last year so that now I'm sat here and I'm like, well, we're you know, every single flight I had planned for the next seven months has been canceled. And my 20 trips in 2020 is no more.
1: But it's just like this surrender. I had four events all over the world, just poof, gone. And I can get angry about it, I can get sad. I'm not going to say it wasn't sad, but it's like, oh, okay. You also see, because the world has changed, we also see how many excuses we make with ourselves, with other people, to cover ourselves, to position ourselves. And it's like, it's all gone. So you're not defined by how many holidays you have you're not defined by what's the next adventure speaking at it's all changed so it's i'm finding it really relaxing because now i don't have to figure out with my ex husband what the kid schedules are going to be or what am i going to wear and i feel fat and i can't get on stage like now it's back in my control to just be instead of all of these things like 3 months from now 2 months from now i got to prep the content like now it's just this wide open field which is so much more fun to create in that that's something I really want to hold on to going forward. And I've made myself a list, which I really recommend for people. Most of us won't do three quarters of it, but notice what you're craving now and why and write it down just so that when this end all ends, you'll actually see your real raw desires and real raw visions and goals. Again, it will require you to become someone else than you may maybe feel like right now. But if you're not sure what you want, Now's the time to find out because in fear, it all comes up. There's no hiding it right now. So sit down with a journal and just vomit it out. What are you missing the most? Who are you missing the most? What do you wish you could do if you could leave the house? That list will stay no matter how busy we all get again.
0: I 100% agree. And like for me already, it's provided so much clarity over... Kind of business direction, where I wanted to go with things, what I want that the next three years of my life to look like, and
1: even like which family members are you missing the most? Like which friends? Like oh, you know what? I wish we hadn't rescheduled six times because I really would have loved to have seen you.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I think it just is an opportunity for us right now to be able to have so much more clarity about who we want to be afterwards, and we don't know what afterwards is, right? Like, no, nope. we haven't even hit the peak here in the UK. Like we are, I don't think, for a while. Like I think people are delusional basically. Yeah. Um, but I think that for me, it's given me so much. I've kind of looked at my life and gone, you know what? I was just running with that because that was kind of logical, but actually it doesn't light a fire inside of me. And right now the world needs people that have got fire inside them. It needs people that are not, you know, talking bullshit hype like we talked about, but people who are genuinely being their truest. I did a training for my on team, last night. would own your story. And it was just like, own who you are right now and be the best fucking version of that. Do you know what? If you are a hilarious, like if you are a really funny person, why are you not doing Facebook lives? Like, I need to see that. Like-
1: and right now, everyone's just sitting there. And, you know, the other piece here is that I, I want everyone to win. I really do. And you know that about me. The oversaturation of all of the marketplaces are going to change after this because people who don't have the staying power are going to be gone either because financially they can't continue it or because their own fear stops them. So the cream is going to rise to the top, which it always does in the end, but that's definitely, it's totally going to be fast forwarded right now. So now's your opportunity to... Stop the sales pitch, stop the funnel, stop the sliminess and just be. I've been posting hilarious memes on my wall and I'm getting so much engagement because it's what I'm feeling right now. Like, I don't want to be wise and give people lessons right now. They're not going to receive it. It feels gross to me. Let's all just sit in the shit. And When it's time to get up, I'll be there for you. But who are they going to trust? Everyone will remember how we made them feel, even from your Arbon team, like someone driving sales right now, like chill out and get to know your people. What are they looking for? What do they want? Are they focusing on their family's health? Are they focusing on their beauty that they have? I mean, there's so much within each thing. And if we all just slow down and listen more, your answers are right there. Your market research is sitting in front
0: of you. 100%. And I think definitely, I mean, I'm sure it's the same everywhere, particularly with the fitness industry. Here, there's been an overwhelming, uh, you know, I do think there's always opportunity, but definitely an oversaturation of the wrong type of business like for example gym chains that are built completely on finance agreements right those kind of things those cheap cheap gyms that have been undercutting the independence you know wiping out these amazing unique special gyms gone
1: because- i just had this conversation this morning with a client this morning said now is your opportunity to get it right they'll never leave you even if it's triple the price you know and people are like oh the money's gone coronavirus didn't burn the money of the world people will be <laughs> responsible it's not coughing on the money People will be more responsible. They'll be more careful and more intentional. How a fucking Wouldn't it be nice if people notice what they spend on? Great. They'll cancel the four shit they don't use to buy one quality thing. Amazing. It's about time.
0: Yeah. And I just think for me, I think it's going to be a real, like I talk like a revolution. I think it's going to really change the face of many businesses, but I actually do believe for the best. And like to your point, I do think there will be some people that don't have the staying power. And You know, maybe it's slightly controversial, but I do have the belief that if your business went under in four weeks, it wasn't really a business in the first place. So if you're
1: in a... And that's going to be really sobering for people because their expensive hobbies are no longer going to be an option for them. And I wish them well, they're going to have to move on because in a good way, it got pulled the plug on because it was going to not work in the long run anyway. So there's just going to be a clearing of the crowd, I think.
0: I do, and I also hope that from a, a consumer point of view, consumers become a little bit more open minded about their way they're purchasing products, the way they're looking at things, how they're spending their money, in that so therefore maybe health and wellness will rise to the top and people will prioritize. I mean, I really believe right now people are working out and exercising more than ever. They've been told you can only go yeah. an hour a day to walk. They're laughing,
1: you see all these people if they only took a walk like this beforehand.
0: I know. It's, it's crazy. crazy that you know and again like you say whether this is the universe mother earth god whatever your interpretation of this is i kind of i'm looking at it from that perspective and going this is like a reset button like it
1: absolutely is
0: i mean you cannot deny what is happening to the oceans what is happening to the the air like it's undeniable and i think for me as much as you know we can all do our bit and recycle and all that jazz actually what we needed was to give everybody a break because if nothing else even if we go back to some level of the behavior we were before, we're now aware of what we're doing. And I think it's like- And we also
1: can see the effects when things stop, even for a few weeks. I have to, Self-included, I wouldn't have believed that the change would look like that. I live 10 minutes outside New York City. The sky looks different. That's non-negotiable. I can't fake that. It smells different outside. That's crazy.
0: But it's like with leggings, right? You wear leggings, you don't realize how fat you're getting.
1: I know it well in leggings sitting on my chair.
0: They're all wearing jeans, right? Like, I'm wearing jeans. So I'm like, if you wear leggings, girl, that's you are going to be gaining weight. But it's
1: like, even a one week check in with your jeans is a good idea. <laughs> but
0: like, that's the same thing with the environment. We've all just been wearing leggings and just traveling more. Maybe I was doing 20 trips in 2020. Like, as much as obviously I have the innate part of me that obviously doesn't want to kill the planet, you know, sure. that's really aligned with that intention, huh? So now I've just, it's even for people like me who, you know, I wanted to do those trips just because I wanted to live. Like, you know, maybe I want to have a family in the next few years. And I was like, let's do it. And now I'm like, I don't have to go to all those places to live. And I it's think fascinating. clarity like that. And for me, that's been the biggest turning point out of all this. Like it is a time of opportunity. Like right now, I actually believe a lot. Of, what have you got? Get go of that. God, this puppy. Um... This is a time right now where maybe people can be formulating their business ideas, maybe launching businesses if it's topical and relevant, you know, maybe actually spending more time with their kids and fixing like I just think it's such a time of opportunity. And I think if we could all just do a little reframe on, you know, a great, um, Josh and I've been watching Friends. That's like, if we have a downtime, we've been catching up on Friends reruns. And one of the, you know, the episode where they have the sofa and Ross says, yeah, like, <laughs> I mean, we Abraham Hicks talks about it a lot. Like, it's a very kind of term that's used a lot at the moment. But I just feel like that, for me, is absolutely what everybody's got to do. Is go, oh, wait, I'm going the wrong way. Okay, wait, switch. It's that they're
1: going to get stuck under a sofa in a corner. I mean, it's, I don't think anyone has a choice. It's evolve or drown. Because right now, it's not, oh, I have nothing better to do. You actually have nothing better to do. So you're going to sit in your shit or you're going to get up and change your shit
0: exactly that way. so tell me tell me and obviously that uh, my podcast audience a little bit more about obviously you touched on kind of the kind of theme of your business and kind of how you are in business but what does your business actually do like within your coaching programs you know what do you offer what are they about how does somebody work with you if that's kind of what they want to
1: do awesome so um I have programs at each level because I'm a big believer in change can happen at any point oh you and I are the same way like if people took our free advice and actually did it, they would change tremendously. So I don't like that whole red rope policy. So I have a membership group called the uh, Maverick Life Unleashed. And so I teach a Maverick Life. There are five areas, self-relationships, business, well-being, and creativity. I don't believe that we can compartmentalize aspects of our life. So many of us have gotten stuck because either we focus on our gene size, we focus on our boyfriends, we worry about, um, you know, how much money we're making. And then we, there's no soul in anything. So to me, no matter how much money you're making, and I am blessed to have a successful business. I work with very, very wealthy and successful entrepreneurs who started off wealthy beforehand, but wanted to bring their life back into their business. Like we don't get to separate that anymore. So it's not, they have X money. That means that they have no money. It's, The rules are all, I mean, I don't believe in them anyway, but especially now they're gone. So I said the world is definitely more mavericky right now. Um, So I work with people one to one where we really design a life and business that fits what they want. And a lot of times people don't know what they want. So we start off with what they don't want. We unpack it. We move towards, for some people, we start with the mindset and then we build a business around it. Other people, we start with a business. And as the business scales, they see what kind of leader they want to be. They want to see, I remember you and I spoke probably like a year and a half ago and you were beautifully morphing into, you knew who you were at the time and you knew the next level of the business required a different version of you. And we can't read the label inside the bottle, which means you need someone from the outside to say, what am I missing for the next step of me? So that's really what I do, both for my intuition and just also my know-how of, Seeing the greatest version and then reverse engineering both the business and the person that will create the life that you truly want. Um, I used to run in-person workshops here in New York and in um, England, all over England. That we'll see if that comes back. Um, I, I'll do a lot of content online. I'm a real, I'm a real creative. So to me, it's just heaven on earth. Just I never shut up anyway. I might as well record it. Uh, so um, I have some DIY courses, which I love because I feel like it then gives the people the pace. I work very quickly, so do you. So I know you have some DIY stuff too. Sometimes people can't digest the speed in which the feistiness comes at them. So to be able to, you know, I really, like I said earlier, everyone can evolve at whatever level they're ready for. There's no have to, there's no target, there's no end game. I don't care where you go, as long as you're happy there. So um, I really try, even just creatively for myself, to fill each slot of what I know people need, and then give them the opportunity to rise up themselves instead of this is what it looks like. I hardly know what my life's supposed to look like. How the hell am I gonna give that to you? I'm always evolving, I'll never stop. So combination of one-to-one, group stuff, the membership I love because it's an ongoing thing. We should all continue to go. So even if it's that you just do something once a week, you stay relevant to yourself, and it's not this rip the plaster off and everything's all better. It's an irresponsible way to create change if you do it that way.
0: Yeah, I love that. So, um, so I have some kind of standard questions that I ask all of my podcast guests. So the first one is, if you had to pick one personal development book, and that's obviously a very broad topic, so you can narrow that down if you like. One personal development mindset-led, growth-based book or author, if you're kind of a you know an author junkie, um, what would it be?
1: Ooh, this is good. So I have about 9 million books in my room. We mentioned her earlier. I'm going to go with Brene Brown. I really am. Because I am very masculine at times when I'm being feisty and hustling and try. you know, I've been working, you and I are the same like that. And there's something about her that is so soft and beautiful because she's even more masculine than either us because of the academia side. Like, I love watching her wrangle herself out of what she believed. It's so inspirational to me because I I'm the most stubborn person I know. And so I've had to work with my own brain. So it's like, if I could work with this, I can help anybody. And so watching her do the same thing and be open and vulnerable, vulnerable about it is so much part of the journey. It's very inspirational to me to not only the knowledge, which I don't think any of us are reinventing oxygen, but the way in which she strips it back, with her own story, which is how I like to do it. And every time I slip into that perfectionist mode, I remember, she's got like 10 degrees on this. She should be mortified walking out of a research lab. And she just gets up there and owns it and doesn't care You know how much she weighs on stage. All of the things that I struggle with in my own little mind, watching someone model that she's probably like 10, 15 years older than me, and the fortitude which she juggles, the masculine and feminine, I took an art class with her and Oprah a couple of years ago. And she said, she jokes about it. She just said, if someone told me to do that a few years ago. I would say, you can take your art. I have a J-O-B. And I just love that because I feel like we've all stripped back the things we used to believe and made fun of because of our defenses. And then we start believing it. And so I think any book of hers is, is a wonderful recommendation, but that bravery of wilderness and the leadership one, just the evolution of what a strong woman can look like without being hard and without having to turn into a man is very inspirational to me.
0: Definitely, because the masculine and feminine energy is something that I have uh, battled with, I guess, is a good one because I think, you know, I stayed in a masculine role both in terms of, I think I was a lot more feminine when I actually had a job. Yeah. Just, I felt like I could compartmentalize the work side of my life and then the personal side of my life. and therefore it was no surprise to me that when I became self-employed, obviously I lived a lot more in my masculine, you know, you haven't got clear boundaries around where you work and when you work and what you're doing. And when you first become self-employed, you just fucking work all the time. Of course. You have no idea what you're doing. And so I think that then led to a massive deterioration in my romantic relationship because I didn't understand what I was doing. I just thought, that's the way I am. You know, this is my box.
1: Move out of my way. And, you know, the other thing, I mean, even physically and chemically, and I'm preaching to the choir here is... And I've had to learn this as an autoimmune chronic person. what we what a woman does to her adrenals when she functions only from the masculine side, it's not a game any of us are going to win. And burnout does not just go away when you do it six times in a year, says Sherry, who did it six times in a year. It just you don't recover the same way. And leaning in, I mean, I, I mean that's get it's a whole nother conversation, but the feminine power for a woman, it doesn't mean you are being passive. It means you're being open and you're receiving. And this has been the greatest lesson and still is. I mean, this is where my work is. And it's not natural for me. It's really not natural for me. But I see the difference.
0: Yeah. And I think for me, that was my, I think if I took one thing from 2019, like as a core change to, to who I am, and it was no surprise it showed up in the way my body looked, in the way my food behaviors changed was I stepped a lot more into my feminine. I recognized when my fe- it was the time for feminine and when it was the time for masculine. And by doing that, I've been able to, I don't always nail it, right? Sometimes I'm in the wrong mode at the wrong time. And the but wrong you time.
1: also know when you're in the wrong mode, you're like, ooh, this feels wrong. I know what I'm doing.
0: Yeah, like, fuck that one up. But the point is like, that for me has been one of my biggest lessons. And a great book I'd recommend to, uh, anybody, is it on my shelf, can I oh yeah, um, it's actually to do, it's through relationships, it's not because I'm desperate to get married again, clearly, um, it's called Getting to I Do, and it's just a brilliant mm-hmm. book about masculine, it's old school, like old school, about getting masculine and feminine energy, especially in relationships, and where they have a place, and that you can both be masculine and feminine in your relationship, but just knowing the balance, and for me reading that was just like, dang, I wish I'd known this like five years ago, but mm-hmm. For me, that was a big one. So, actually, just on that note, that's one of my second questions is um, if there was one, uh, there's a great book by um, John O'Leary called On Fire. And in that book, he talks about inflection points or forks in the road, a moment in time where you can go left, you can go right, sliding doors kind of scenario, right? If there, if there was one, one of those moments in your. One? I mean, there's about 4,000, but if there is one. A day. Unbelievably significant, or one that you know kind of maybe spiraled the next 10, what was it, and kind of how did you make that decision to go right, or if you went left, you went left?
1: Excellent question. I've never been asked this, and I love the question. So I am not going to pick the trite answer of choosing a different partner to marry because I have two beautiful children, and I would never be where I am now going through what I went through. So it happened for a reason. I cannot, I never thought I would say this out loud or even to myself. I wish, I think the sliding moment for me is how my divorce went and who I had to become to come home to myself afterwards. So, how insidious the divorce was, how unfortunate that was for two people who didn't have to go that far, and then how long I stayed in victim and pain took me so much longer to get up and build a beautiful life. And again, everything happens for a reason, but. I wasted so much precious energy and anger that could have been, I now know, creatively fueled in such a different way that I'm sorry for that girl that I was. I actually posted on Instagram my stories the other day, like, for who I used to be, I forgive you. And that's been so hard for me because it becomes something, especially for those of us feisty ones, that so much of my life has been built in reflection too. So in defense, I'll be successful. In defense, I'll speak on a stage in front of six people. I will make money because I was there. I am this, I'm that. I could just do that without all of that. I could just skip that. It's almost like drinking water through one of those swirly straws. You just pick the cup up and drink it. I could do that also. Get hydrated faster. Um, Yeah, I've made things much more complicated for myself than I've had to.
0: Yeah, do you know what? I love that answer. That's a great one. So again, you know, in the world of Instagram memes and a world where there's a lot of, this is like my biggest bug bet, is people posting a quote and not living by it. Like, it's oh. my my rage. Like, this is the one thing that if Lucy sees fucking red, this is what I see red about. Um, and it, sometimes it happens. So I'm like, you, you cannot post that.
1: I know you can post this.
0: <laughs> but So for me, and I just, you know, I hate people who are disingenuous. I think because I've always kind of worn my heart on my sleeve, whether it's in a raw time with everything going on before or whether it's in a fiery time and people are like, fucking hell, she scares the shit out of me.
1: You're delicious. I I love you in all modes. It makes me so happy. I like watch like this with popcorn. I'm like, go,
0: keep going. I love it. (laughs) My question is if there was one quote that you had to live your life by one quote, if you had to have a mantra or a saying or a, you know, one core thing that if somebody said, yep, that Sherry," what would it be?
1: Oh, you ask such good questions. I
0: know.
1: <laughs> Ooh, um, I'm gonna go with lead with curiosity because had I leaned into curiosity instead of, even as a rebel maverick that I am, had I just gone with the playful energy of curiosity and play, so much would have been so much easier, so much faster, so much more clear. Um but I wore too many things in the heaviness of asking for permission if it was okay to grow and change along that road. Curiosity answers so much for all of us, whether in life, in business, in relationships, in forgiveness, in love, in the way we treat our bodies, the way we treat our hearts. It's just ask yourself better questions and the whole thing becomes so much more easy. You
0: know, and it's so true. And for me, one of the things I do if I'm struggling to See something or visualize something or imagine is that Josh and I will play a game and we'll just call it we call it the imagine if game, and so we're like imagine if mm-hmm. like and we just we basically tell stories like imagine if that and then wouldn't it be cool if and wouldn't it be nice if and like so we just kind of do the if game because I think that gives you the permission Absolutely. as a, you give yourself the permission to see that as a reality and I think this is one of the reasons why a lot of people may be Get stuck in business at a certain income level or a certain in a certain industry or in a certain way because they struggle to see. And visualization is not easy. Like, I definitely live from. I can never get the sides of the brain right, but I live from the side that's very analytical, very logical, process driven. Like, and at that again, masculine energy. My create. I can't draw. Like, I'm not overly creative. And but yet, when I kind of ask myself that question, you know, the girl that was into Disney princesses comes alive.
1: There's a reason why kids are so much fun. They don't have all the bullshit that we have. No one told them no yet. As soon as they do, they turn into mini adults. But that's the thing is that's where creativity stems from. And I teach this so definitively. Your creative muscle cannot be stretched if you don't have space. So the first thing is space. And that comes from better questions. That comes from imaginary games. That comes from journaling and sitting 10 minutes a day of saying, separate from everything I think I know, which is all bullshit because we don't know anything. Um, What if I had a better answer? What if I could dream? What if I could make 50 grand a month? What would it look like? That doesn't mean you're belittling where you are. It doesn't mean you're not being grateful for what you have, but you're stretching space. So if you just give your time space, then your intuition, your reticular activating system in your brain, this is science. This is science and magic new things will come in you'll be that's why we get ideas in the shower because we're not trying i run out of shower and write sales pages dripping in a towel because it's the one time i'm not gripping control on something
0: and it's one of the reasons i actually stopped listening to personal development on my dog walks because obviously to me that's you know people who say i've got no time i'm like do you want your dog yeah i'm like we'll listen to a fucking book then like you've got time but actually what i found was that i'm an always on kind of person and they're actually the only time that i'm not when i'm in that feminine and maybe more in that creative energy because i'm in my feminine is when i'm like walking my dogs you know i want to make sure they're okay are they playing you're also i
1: mean you're outside in nature you're grounding you're earthing you're recharging you know electromagnetically
0: and so for me that's a, that was a big shift and actually you know i like i said i would almost be annoyed myself I hadn't got my phone to write notes on because i would like run home and be like oh my god write all that stuff down because even if it was just you know because I'll, I'll say it now, I haven't said it yet, I am writing a book, so not in any kind of structured order, like, I have no idea what I'm writing. Well, come on, it's
1: Lucy, you think I would write a structured order either? It's not the way we think.
0: But, like, sometimes I'll be like, oh my god, I need to write that down, and, like, but actually, do you know what, for me, that's been liberating, because I've not, because I think when you are always on, I think corporate life teaches you that as well, that, you know, if you're in this role, this is your responsibility, it's very heavy, and to your point, you know, asking better questions and just being able to imagine it. And I think this is such a time right now where we get to play those games where Disney Plus, it's no coincidence they launched Disney Plus. That's I think the conspiracists here I fear think that Disney potentially launched coronavirus. Um
1: but I'm fine with it though. I watched uh, Frozen yeah. 2 with my son the other day. I'm very happy. Thank you, Disney. I'm very happy about it.
0: <laughs> but you know, it's giving us the chance to just chill the fuck out like and I think for me that's a big one you know my quote like they're actually quite different which is interesting but mine is if nothing changes nothing changes Mm -hmm. Um, when I'm caught in a cycle of but this is working but it's not working how I want it to work I'm like something's got to change and it's not always the method but maybe it's your energy or maybe it's and my I guess my urge to people right now is if you want your life to look different at the end of this as in because some people will go back to work a lot of things will go back to how they were Never going to be the same, but they'll go back to the same system. If you want it to look different in the best way, the only thing that can change is you. Because the the economy is going to change anyway. The landscape is going to change anyway. But if you want your life to look different, you have to change too. And so I guess right now it's a very strange time. And I think it's good that we talked about it because actually, like I said, I've not talked about it with anyone yet. Mm -hmm. But just like to your point, just be like we're so busy. We're always on. We are human doings. Like let's be human beings and let's see how we roll. See what happens.
1: I think all of the things that we do I'm not I think I know that the things that we do feel very different when we be differently and so I'm curious if you agree with this you know people think when they change their life they have to change everything they cut their hair they throw their shoes shoes out like a whole transformation I know <laughs> other than well you look adorable in any hair but <laughs> it's the change can be so subtle and can feel so different. So before the unearthing of everything outside, I mean, my whole thing is everything's internally driven if we're going to stick to it. I don't stick to shit if it's externally driven because I don't care what anyone thinks. So I'm not led by that. Like, oh, it's the right thing. As soon as you tell me what to do, I won't do it even if it's good for me. I don't. I always stay home. Now that I can't go outside, suddenly I want to be out everywhere. Like, if they just told me, like, you could do whichever you want. I'm like, cool, I'll stay home. Like, that's just my personality. So... You know, rather than thinking it's too hard, it's just what do you want and what would it look like? It's probably a very subtle shift.
0: Like it's something as simple as don't have pastry for breakfast.
1: Exactly. Have-
0: and yet, this is, what, this, this is what I've been banging on about with social media is are you prepared to live with the consequences of the actions that you're taking today positively or negatively? And if the answer is no, Period. change something. Yeah. So, babe, it has been You know, I would like to talk to you for another two hours, but my diary is so full. I don't, I have a choice. I'm like, I've got to go. But just so good to talk to you. Like, if so, where do people find you? So obviously, you know, you're on socials. What are your, um, what's your Instagram? What's your Facebook? I am
1: Sherry Teegman at both, on both Instagram and Facebook. My new brand is about to launch. If I could finish my website up in the next couple of days, which I am. So that's shariteegman.com. All new stuff, all new vibe. You're going to love it very much more me than it was. Um, Come say hello, I love meeting new people, I like you. I think we can all learn something from anyone and I don't like when people put people on pedestals or think they know this, we're all learning. So come say hello, tell me you met me through Lucy, tell me what your takeaway was from here. Um, If you like Lucy, you're gonna like me, we're both a little feisty and ragey and loving, so you know, our audience will definitely get along and I would love to hear what you guys are working on and what you're wanting for your life. I feel like we all rise together. So it's crazy to think we have to do this on our own.
0: Okay, an, an absolute pleasure to talk to you.
1: Right back at you, my love.
0: we do this again. Slash I'm info. sure we will. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we have not caught up anywhere. <laughs> do. Absolutely. But, but that was the way we see it. You know, we're on Spotify, we're on Apple Podcasts. And if you want to leave a review, that is always welcome. But I hope everybody is well, stay safe and stay home.